How we doing, everybody? Tim from Ski Racks Media doing another intro, the first intro in months. Yes, the long-awaited return from the summer hiatus of Ski Racks Media. Everybody who loves Ski Racks Media, I am back, and we ended the season with a panel discussion, and we're starting the season with a panel discussion, all with people who have been on the program before, um, and two Brian's. That's pretty interesting. The first one, Brian from IG. How you doing, Brian? Good. Yourself, Tim. Oh, dandy like a lion, just lo- loving this. He Brian's in New England like I am, so we just had a beautiful day. In fact, we were just talking about it. Down there from the PA contingent, we have Scooter, who's been on the program and been on social media, Ski-Rex Media, all a bunch. How you doing, Scoot? Good, man, good. Cool up there. It's really warm down here and humid. <laughs> You'll get it, though. It's coming. Winter is yeah, coming. And I hear your voices in, in, uh, on, the, on the podcast here. Oh, yeah. It's just like old times. It's almost like it's snowing already. And on the show again for his third, fourth, fifth, I don't know how many times Tech Rob has been on it, but he is a fan favorite. Tech Rob, Rob, how you doing? What's going on, Tim? Just waiting for the cool weather to move in. I live right near (laughs) y'all, so I'm over it. Nice. Nice. Rob, you're going to be done with that, that renovation project in time to hit the mountain, are you, this winter? Oh, you're damn right I am. (laughs) <laughs> well, that's very good. And that's what we're here to talk about is what we're ready to do for this winter. Guys, I know you're ready. I, I, I know you're itching for it. I know none of us were able to get to big snow this year. That was kind of a bummer. Um, what was it for you guys? Gas prices? Uh, yeah, maybe a combination of the, the gas and um, just other things already going on. And I, I sort of got a bike, so I've been kind of into that. You know, pedal bike, mountain bike. So very good, very good, very good. Brian, you were starting. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> combination of fuel. Uh, the same hotel I got last year down there was like a hundred and fifty dollars more. Uh, and I was spending time uh, in Groton, Long Point, Connecticut this year, so uh, I was enjoying that. I was enjoying that too. I, I I lived in Groton when I was a little kid. My family did for the first eight years of my life. So there oh, you go. Oh yeah, my father was in the Navy. He was stationed. He was on a submarine there. So that's where I was when I was itty bitty teeny weeny child. Long before I ever put skis on. Long before we ever got to Vermont, actually. Um, yeah. So there's a good place to start. Actually, we're talking about. Um, we could tie. Well, we could always tie in some of Scooter's bike stories with um some summertime shenanigans but i think that's what they're talking about over there at the out of collective adam jabber out of bounds pursuit all those guys they love bikes over there um good people but <clears throat> i don't know much about biking anymore i'm not good at it i suck at it I, i'm almost as bad at a bike as i am on skis but you know the economy really kicked the shit out of us and it might kick the shit out of the season and uh I don't know if we're scared of that, but what we're not scared of is Scooter's father, Kendall, has arrived. Kendall, how are you? Uh, doing great, you bunch of bums. <laughs> we're not all bums here. We're just talking about how we have no money because the economy is shot out. How is that going to affect your guys' ski seasons, the preseason? That's when we have to start thinking about this stuff. Whoever wants to go first. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> Are you are you going to be fighting the gas prices with that diesel truck you got though? No, I, I'm on the scooter plan. I'm just going to use his car. <laughs> yeah, <that's, laughs> yeah, I believe that. No, I mean, 
I don't know how it's going to affect our plans this winter. It seems like prices are coming down a little bit. Um, so we'll see. Hopefully they keep coming down, get a little more favorable for us. But either way, I'm sure we'll take two or three trips north, and I'll be getting out just as much around here. So, Well, I'm uh, lucky. I live close to two places, so. I also do. I live right up the road from Whaleback. You guys know I spend a lot of time there. I plan on spending more time there. I hope when you all get up here, you can come spend some time here. Rob also enjoyed um, Whaleback. I would have loved to have John Hunt on the panel discussion tonight, but he's off grid for a little bit um, doing his vacation thing, so good for him. Um, Yes, we are recording this in August, even though it is going to be premiering in September. So happy September, everybody. That's why we're all still bitching about the heat. What do you got to say, Rob? I see your light popped up there. Oh, I'm good. I was just chiming in. You know, my basketball. I've got my Indy Pass. Got my, uh, my Epic Pass. We'll probably at least take one trip up north. It's not too. Uh, definitely meet up. Um, you know, you and John are well back again. I really like Wellback Mountain. Uh, I want to get there a little bit earlier this year than rather than uh, later like last year um, when a lot of the trails were open. But, yeah, it was a good time. It's a wicked good time. And I hope you guys get up there. Shoot, I hope I can get down there. I would really like to. Especially, what, does Indy have a, a whole mountain that, like, I'd never even heard of down there. I forget what it is. I would like There's to come check it out. Blue, Knob. Blue Knob's out here and Shawnee and uh, Montage are all in the Indy. Wasn't there another one that was announced this past year? Doug Fish will be on the program later in the season to oh, talk yeah, about this stuff. Yeah, there's um, a place up the uh, – I forget the name of it, but, yeah, it's it's kind of um, north central. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I believe. Don't quote me on that. I'd head out there. Brian, you going you gonna to ride Indy this year or no? No, I, I don't I don't buy the Indy Pass. Uh I own a Berkshire East Pass and I own an Epic Pass. I uh, I ski mostly Berkshire and Mount Snow, so I just couldn't justify it. And I got to buy two of everything, so it's uh gets expensive. <laughs> two of everything yeah, is that you and the kid? <laughs> yeah, yep, Brooke. Yep. Yep, Brooke from Instagram who has also been on the program. It's a family thing here at Ski Rex Media. We're all like family, in some cases very literally, with Brian and his daughter, who skis better than I do. So, But that's good. You see, people have asked me in the past, how do you make it not cost so much? And I'm like, simple, don't go far. You know, um, for Brian, that's Mount Snow and Berkshire East. Um, for me, that's Whaleback. For the PA guys, I don't know their area well enough. But they'll tell you the same thing. If you, you know, save gas, save money, poach your local hill. Hashtag uphill. Well, I'll do my usual fall, uh, November Killington trip, <laughs> May Killington trip, at least one trip to MRG. That's a, that's a must. And mm-hmm. at least one trip to Magic. I'll get to Magic again. The day I went this past year was just an awful day awful like we had just had rain for like a week straight it was warm it, it, it wasn't their fault you know it's the weather like I, I don't know there was like five trails open the day i went i think and i skied them all they're so. uh upgrading snow making as we speak that'll help their snow issues i i got lucky the day we all went 
there was plenty of snow in the woods, so we got some of the tree skiing in there. Yeah, I also think, if I remember correctly, you went after there was a storm. Like, it wasn't a big one, but it was enough to notice, and I think you went after that. I yeah, can't remember. Was, uh, I saw your pictures. There was about eight eight inches, like, uh, a couple of days before we, the, my crew went, so... It was enough to get into the trees. It, I mean, it was a it was a rough year. Like it could have been worse. Like I've seen worse past season, but you know, that, I'll take what I can get. I'm fine with that. I'm not too proud to beg. I, you know, I'm not hoity-toity. I don't need to go to Spain for 200 out of 160 days. Whatever. Pops and I got lucky. The day we had it, magic was really good. Um, they had some trees open, able to get in there. It was it was good. We got really lucky. And uh, what I've seen, they're putting a big addition on the snowmaking pond. So that's that's needed because I think last year they had to stop making snow because they ran out of water a couple times. Yeah, they're doing some good things with upgrades over there. Like, I hope they continue. Um, I really do. Because that's a nice little little gem for those who don't want to go fight the Stratton crowds or even the Bromley crowds. Bromley was forever crowded last year. Every time I went past there, the place was jumping, jumping. Love that place too. I wish that was on Indy Pass. <laughs> I keep hoping they're going to announce that one, but I think that's that's ship sailed probably. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, last I, If I remember correctly, Doug Fish said he didn't really want to do too many more up here. But then the you know he announced the uh, the Indeed Allied resorts and they were all in New England at first. Whaleback and whatever else, Dartmouth Skiway. That place is cool if you haven't been there. Um, Middlebury, Middlebury uh, Bosquet Mountain, which I've been to in the summer, but never in the winter. I didn't even think it was open for skiing in the winter. I, I have no idea. That's down in Brian's territory out there in the Berkshires. Oh, oh, oh Bosque. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So my pass, Berkshire East uh, helps manage Bosque. Uh, mm -hmm. So I can ski there on my Berkshire East pass. Nice. It's a, it's a little municipal mountain in Pittsfield. Actually, yeah. Actually, their new lodge is beautiful. They just built a lodge last year. Oh, Absolutely gorgeous. Really nice restaurant and bar. And then their triple chair brought down from the Hermitage Club. Uh, actually, my company, our cranes, put up a lot of the towers. Brian, you said about having to uh, buy tickets for, uh, for two. Uh, it will get better because I remember those days too, but uh, you will reap rewards from that because uh, uh, Scooter takes pretty good care of me now at, at my age. Uh, it's it's actually worked out pretty good. It, it all evens out in the end. Oh, well, she's an only child, so she's going to have a, a room for me eventually, you know? <laughs> she better. Oh, easy. easy there. Don't be putting any ideas in his head. <laughs> I don't know. Your dad seems kind of a uh, handy scoot. You might be nice to have him around. Yeah. No, it's he. He talks. He talks that, but you should see him get out of the car and run to the gas pump whenever we get to the gas pump. It's it's pretty funny to see who gets there first to slide the card. It's it's got to be uh, it'd be pretty good, pretty good fly on the wall situation to see us fighting <laughs> over the bills and such. <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. Be like a friggin' uh, be like a friggin' reality show. It'd be great, and and not fighting that you got to pay the bill. Fighting that who's gonna get there first to pay it. <laughs> <laughs> Jump out while the car's rolling, man. It's been it's done. Possible. There you go. See, <laughs> competition. Yeah, that's competition. when we stop at the rest area. We stop at the rest area, and I'm like, let's go get in the car. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. You can't hang around. If you got hit the bathroom, you do that and you go. I get it. I'm a driver. I understand. I would do the same thing. No worries on that, man. Yeah, that's the only cruelty I have to endure, though. <laughs> We've had some damn fun times. Scooter's an animal with driving. Hey, he met me at Killington on May 7th, drives from Pennsylvania, to, and we put down some bump runs and skied trees in May. That, that's wonderful. And then he drives back to Pennsylvania. I, and I, I, felt, I felt awful driving an hour and 40 minutes home. <laughs> I, I uh, that, you know, just drink some caffeine and off you go. I, I might have been drinking something else. No, no, I can't do that. I would have had to stop and definitely um, get a hotel or something. <laughs> you didn't have that many after you left, Brian. I think there was only like two that I remember. I had some throughout the day, too. Oh, that's true. <laughs> well, Holy crap. Kinda... You were drinking and skiing that thing during the day? I didn't know that. That's brutal, man. Got to be loose in the bumps, kid. <laughs> I would that have to be absolute, That was an insane day It was a good day of skiing It looked like a I good know. day of skiing uh, The the atmosphere yeah. was just uh, I, I never skied that, that late in the season At Killington And the atmosphere was just It was it was pretty cool to be people there And I'm absolutely doing it again next year Like yeah Gas prices, whatever I'll be up there in, in May And we get to meet the hammer that was, that was yeah, that was cool. I of my day. The, the only bad parts: the guy standing in the in the in the woods, and I had to bail there. Yeah, that was pretty funny. What? I had a front row seat for that. And, and he, I asked him what he's doing. And I dumped it in the bush. He was just standing there over the over the hill, the, the little hill. He was just standing there in your blind spot. Nice. Yeah, can't win them all. That's why I don't like going up there late season, man, because there's just other people who shouldn't be up there. And I don't think I'm one of them. Like, I know I do a lot of self-deprecating ski jokes. You can ask these guys. I'm actually okay. That kind of stuff, I don't know if I could do it anymore. I'd be that guy standing there talking about where the hell am I. Wouldn't be good. Well, I guess I guess you know your limits, and that's good. <laughs> Like, I'll do it in the morning. They're still grooming that shit in May. I'll do it in the morning. Maybe two bump runs in the afternoon and then tailgate for me. See, there's and there's plenty of people that I'm sure did that. It was it was really packed at the beginning of the day, and then it, it thinned out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was cold. It was below freezing at the beginning of the day. The snow was pretty hard. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I, I forgot. Yeah, superstar, just like it is when it's the damn race course. Love it. Yeah, I want to go up and try that next year, uh, too. Maybe two or three runs, and then I'll be I'll, I'll be the designated cook in the parking lot. Yeah, <laughs> I was trying to talk you into that this year, but I don't know. Maybe you, maybe you had to work or something. But I got you. It sounds like I got you talked into it for next year. Yeah, yeah retirement. <laughs> retirement life's tough when you got to work. <laughs> <laughs> Friggin', I would totally do it. I, even if I'm just hanging out again. Yeah, I don't live far. I mean, I just have to shoot over and be like, what's up? In fact, I found them coming off the hill. I was just driving up the hill, and there they were on the side of the road. It's beautiful. I uh, I wrote an article about that day when I was still writing, and, and uh, it was funny as hell because I kind of I kind of titled it and started it off so people would think I was being a dick about it. 
And uh, Alex, the business manager over at uh, Whaleback, shout out to Alex. I saw him this summer, and he's like, dude, I was like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? But then he's like, I read it, so I totally understand it. Because I was like, dude, the, the, the atmosphere, the surroundings, the people, just they just makes it a great time. Just it's so awesome. It's such a social thing that time of year. Yeah, oh, I, I absolutely love it. It's diehards. It is. It's it's all diehards, and they're all there to be social. Like, well, they're there to ski. I wasn't the only guy from Pennsylvania there. I I actually seen a guy. He's from D.C. He skis at some of the local hills around here. Nice. Um, and he's from D.C. And I seen him up there, and I flagged him down on the hill, and you know we we talked for a minute. I've seen a lot of Pennsylvania plates, so yeah, it's it's you know if it, it feels like it's uh it's the only place open at that time of the year, and it just feels like a bunch of diehards come together from all over the east, and yeah, it's pretty cool. Oh yeah, it almost turns into mecca. Like that's where you go. You're one t- once in you know a year at that time, even if you don't go the rest of the time. If I live close to there, I'd be up there every every weekend at that time of the year. You know when they shut down a weekend only, I'd be uh-huh. there. I yeah, like I said, I think about it, but. I don't know if I'm good enough anymore. I went back the twenty two weeks later on the twenty first of May. That it was really busy. It became a shit show. Nah, there was a ton of people because when Scooter and I were there, they had that <laughs> other trail. I can't think of the name. There's two runs open, so people mm-hmm. were spread out. On the twenty first, there was much less snow than the seventh, and it got it got. It got kooky. I can imagine. Kooky. I can imagine. And, you know, the, the once you get everybody onto one trail, that's I, – I don't know. Not to be a jerk, but I think that does kind of lessen the fun a little bit because now everybody's just trying to get – just to move. And, you know, everybody was bitching this year, especially at uh, properties from the company that shall remain nameless this season – we're being overrun. And again, at the end of the season, it's not their fault. There's only one run open, but that's kind of what it's like. I've got nothing so. bad to say about Vale anymore. I'm just not going to yeah. talk about it anymore. <laughs> and like the, the weekend thing and being busy, like it's it's always going to be busy on the weekend. And I really uh, learned to like, you know, I got to like set my expectations when I'm driving to the hill. I'm like, okay, it's Saturday morning, you know, the week after Christmas or new years and you know busy time they're gonna be busy so let's just get in my mind now that they're gonna be busy i'm gonna sit stand in some lift lines and just enjoy enjoy the time there with whomever you're with and and uh if you if you set your expectation then you get there and it's not as busy <laughs> you're skiing on and off it's like yeah when <laughs> yeah well, exactly i've just kind of learned to accept it especially here locally and scooter knows that i'll go up and ski a couple hours and uh when it starts getting crazy, I go home, it, and I'm fine with that. Well, you got your weekdays open now, so you can go up any time during the week and pick and choose. Yeah, I, I started doing that some last year, and I uh, actually had a good time doing that, actually. Here, here, here's the thing, Tim. Saturdays at the busy places, let's say that Vale owns Mount Snow, let, I have lots of experience there. You just need to know where, how to get around the mountain, use the singles line, and ski where they're not. The busy Epic Pass people, they're going to be on Long John. They're going to be on Deer Run. A lot of people over in Corinthia. I always just ski where they're not. 
And I don't ever have a problem. I don't wait in line because I use the singles line, even if I'm with a group of friends. There you go. And they they brought back a lot of the uh, fun activities come February when they finally uh, got rid of the vaccine thing. And uh, things started turning around. And I I don't know. I haven't been to Mount Snow myself since, I don't even know, pre-2010. I know that. But back when I went, I mean, it was the 90s. It was a different time, you know. And uh, I was skiing weekdays anyway at that point. Because even though I worked at the mountain, my shift at my last season didn't start until 2. So I had all day. I got close to 100 days that year. Maybe even got 100. I don't know. I, I can't. You know, people were, were, you know, we all said some awful things about it during the season. Um, now it's just like, I can't fix it. I don't know what's actually going on because I'm not there. So I'm just not going to talk about it. I have a pass to a place that's right next door. So, you know, and, uh, you know, I have my indie pass. So I also get two days right next door at the, uh, if you remember what Suicide Six's new name is, I forget offhand. I'll be there too. So. I don't know. I'm going to get down to Mount Snow this year, come hell or high water anyway, because I haven't been down there that long. I don't care who owns it. Yeah, I mean, this season can be a little bit different for me. Um, I guess not much last season, because I pretty much hung up around the mountains and the hills near uh, Kendall and Scooter. But, uh, you know, with me moving, it's, it's different. I'm used to skiing the Pocono Mountains and, um, you know, my local mountains. So uh, now i got two new ones. So uh, a little bit different, just as busy. And, and like Brian said, I mean... Uh, few of the mountains over in the Poconos are, you know, you know where to ski. You can get around everybody and get around everything. Usually East Mountain of Frost is, is pretty much empty even on a weekend. It's a lot to advance for the rest of the crowd. So definitely agree with Brian on that one. You can get around if you know your way around the mountain. Uh, around here, you know, same thing. Maybe not uh, the one local hill, but the other one. Uh, they have a front side and a back side. And, you know, I know you can get around that. Uh, I may wait in a little bit of a line on the back side, but, um, you know, teaching the kids this year to ski, it was a lot on the front side. A little bit frustrating, but, I mean, you know, not much you could do about that. But, you know, I'm looking forward to a better year this year. Um, sucks. I wound up getting uh, COVID on that Vermont trip last year with Scooter and Kendall, so that sucked. <laughs> but uh, I did get some skiing in later on that week at the local hill, so. Yeah, that was the January that COVID got Rob. It got me. I had just gotten over it in time to meet up with Scooter and Kendall down there at Pat's Peak. And that was the only day we got on that trip because we were all going to go to Berkshire East, but couldn't because of the weather. Oh, you guys should have came that day because that storm stayed east. There was like five inches of fresh snow. It wasn't too bad. Nobody came to the mountain that day. I had a great day of skiing at Berkshire. (laughs) Yeah, I wanted to make sure we got home safe that day. I didn't didn't know what was going to happen, so... We got a good weekend though. We went to uh, well, we went to Bolton and uh, Okemo. We ski with the Tullys at Okemo that week, and Pat's Peak. We ski with uh, with Tim. My brother came and met us as well. So we ended up having a good week. But yeah, hindsight's always twenty twenty. Uh, I got home and I'm like looking at the weather. I'm like, man, we could have skied at Berkshire and got home totally safe. But whatever. Hey, That's part of. There's always next time absolutely there is and that's part of the fun is trying to second guess the weather i don't know i have a good time with it sometimes i blow it in the other way head out like nah it'll be fine and then end up stuck in the snow somewhere can't can't move oh pops part of the fun in my opinion pops and i uh, pops and i we didn't get stuck in the snowstorm but 
you know, it's it's eight hours up there for us to to get the most places, and um, that's at speed. And we uh, we got stuck in the storm, and we ended up doing like thirty five miles an hour for like you know seven hours. And we finally we got to Brattleboro, Vermont. And I think we were headed up to like Mount Pelier, one of those towns farther north. And we we just pulled in a hotel and got a hotel because we just had enough of it. I can make it. an eight hour drive, a twelve hour drive, real quick. It can. I did that shit in Pennsylvania once. No fun. It's not. I had to come back from Seven Springs back to New Jersey. Took us like eight or nine hours to do in the snow and the sleet. But the day before that, I beat the time. I made it in like five hours flat because it was a beautiful day. Very strange. Yeah, driving home from New Hampshire this year, I hit that storm. Um, all I kept telling myself was, uh, all right, time to test out the Bronco. And uh, the other thing I said to myself was, you know, as long as I can get down Southern Vermont, it looked like the storm was really heading east there for a while. And, and But it still was a 12-hour drive home, and that was just absolutely brutal. And it is brutal. It, it's horribly brutal. Although the day you all went back, I remember... If, if I remember correctly, you said, we're going to go to Berkshire the day before we planned. And then the storm was coming. You all went back to Pennsylvania. I just went down to Berkshire. I was like, well, screw it. The second I see snow or whatever coming, I'll just bail. Because it's only an hour for me, hour and a half. And I was like, I'm going to check this place out. Because I had never been there before. And I want to see what Brian's been hyping up all year. I look five, 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 eight minutes away. It's It's... By far the best skiing in Massachusetts, and it's deeper than everything in Southern Vermont except for Magic. I think it's I did. great. I mean, I mean, Ripcord is obviously steeper than stuff at Berkshire, but overall, it's deeper than Mount Snow and Stratton. <laughs> Rip Ripcord, the only the only trail at Mount Snow that I have never skied on. I've skied every single other trail at that mountain, but I'm too much of a chicken to take that on. And what do you think about that, Brian? Number two, Brian from High Falutin Ski Bomb Podcast is now here as well. Brian, what do you think about me being a wimp? Yeah, sorry, I was a little bit late. You know, sometimes you just gotta you gotta know your limits. I know my know limits. limits. Hey, you Look. know, like, or you know what you do? You take a couple fireballs and you say, "Fuck this! Who knows? Putin could nuke us tomorrow. Let's go. Let's do this for <laughs> Loose is good. That's what we talked about earlier." Uh, here we right. go. Here it is. Brian right, shows up and the whole thing start. goes up the room. We can make this happen. We can make this happen. I will never drink fireball. I will never drink it while I'm skiing. <laughs> then get a then get an injection. Get an injection. IV. Very nice. IV, baby. What are the kids? Are the kids still putting into tampons in their ass dipped in the alcohol? Last what? time I checked. Last time I went to a Sorari mixer, they sure were. Good boy. Good boy. What'd your wife think about that? That's classified. Good man. (laughs) I was going to the, quote, grocery store. (laughs) I thought Costco closed at 8. No, not not ours. It's got special hours. It's North Jersey. (laughs) Everything's open 24 hours. We're executive members. There's different rules for us. Ugh. No, no way. I will ski. I, you know what? I would do ripcord early season. I'm not doing it near the end. That's, again, like going to Killington in June where it's all just bumps and shit and people who shouldn't be up there. I probably skied Mount Snow 25-plus times this year. It wasn't open any day I was there. Oh, bogus. you got to have quite a bit of snow on that run. There was some blue glacier ice quite a bit. Oh, I can imagine. At it. Oh, I can imagine. I, I've looked up it a few times. It comes out right on River Run there, if it's still called River Run. I don't even know. Yeah, that's 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 correct. It does. Yeah, 
If you ever skied North Face in the 90s and went to the barbecues that were going down there sometimes, I was probably one of the ones there. Just so you know, we may have met sometime in the past. Oh, you yeah. never know. I don't know. I'm a, I'm a big uh, bull wheel, bull wheel guy. Got a 10 o'clock meeting Saturdays. I'm in the bull wheel for a Bloody Mary. <laughs> Breakfast, huh? <laughs> yes. Hey, you know, those fireballs aren't that bad. I, I, you did make me do one at Killington. <laughs> And yes, it was, I did. It, it was pretty tasty. Like I'm, I'm not a big guy on hard liquor. I'm not a big drinker. Period. But that, that was pretty good. I might have to stick one of those in my pocket for like a really cold day. Warm me it up. Serves a purpose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't like that purpose. Shout out and rest in peace to our homie Alyssa, who drank so many goddamn fireballs and kept skiing that day. I almost threw up from watching her do it. <laughs> <laughs> that was a wild day. Oh, that was an incredible day. 22 shots of fireball. That's what it was. 20. How many? 22. 97 pounds. Wow. She was an Wait, animal. So how, many, how, many, how many pounds was she? 97 pounds. So let's do the math. If you're 200 pounds, that's like 45 shots. Yeah. Yeah. Considering, uh, uh, the I think one of the last day, one of the last days of her in uh, New Hampshire. Considering she was almost passed out underneath the lift and I had to carry her back to the room. That was, uh, <laughs> that was another good fireball day, but I don't know. Someone robbed my backpack and uh, scouted me out. Everybody knows me, and I carry it in the backpack. So <laughs> you got like a camelback with the bladder, camel bladder, camel bladder, Ugh. fire fire bladder. There you Nobody, go. The, the big, that, <laughs> I'm stuff. sure the fireball will, will like clean the thing out. Well, it probably like, eat it away. You probably just eat it away to nothing. <laughs> it just melts it. I'll let you know how it goes later in the season because that's a great idea. Don't do the fire back. <laughs> Every time you put water in it, you get a, a alcohol buzz. That's not a bad idea. It's like uh, microdosing. You're like microdosing <laughs> the fireball. <laughs> I'll leave that to you guys. I drink water. Clean living. Clean living. Look at that. See? Clean living. Someone's uh. got to do it. Somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to keep an eye on the resties. But Tim, how have things been looking this summer up in Vermont in terms of just COVID restrictions, people trying to return to normal? Because just I, I follow Vermont Digger on Twitter. Sure. And there still seems to be a decent amount of lunacy in Vermont. I mean, there always is. Like Vermont's just one of those places. It, but how, know, how have things been looking? You know, it's interesting for every person that is still keeping up with it, who's still wearing masks, who's still saying, please don't come in our business without masks, all this, there's a hundred or more people who are just like, wait, that happened. It's like it never happened here. Like you still hear it on the news, like, you know, the infections are going up, you know, people are getting their whatever they're using to treat it now. But like, you don't even hear the word vaccine anymore. Like we're just out and about. And I, again, it's like it never happened. Like it never happened. Isn't that so bizarre? Like I, I, I same thing I'm seeing here too. And I've been having a commute back to, uh, I work in Jersey City, which is right across mm -hmm. the water from New York City, and I take the ferry that actually goes to New York City first, and mm -hmm. it's amazing how few people wear a mask. People who do are the ones who look like they're about to die anyway, so maybe they should <laughs> have the masks on, which is great. Hey, for you, God bless you. Keep on keeping on. But yeah, for the most part, too, you just see so much less of it. But there's just the people who do want to hang on to that, 
they're almost like like luna like lunacy about it like they're just so why are you doing this you're gonna kill me it's like i don't know man like maybe you're not supposed to be around here anyway like i just i'm just so sick of everyone's excuse for why we got to just like stop living our lives the way we're supposed to i i agree like it it, it came it went I think the only people who really want it to keep going, and again, I'm 100% willing to admit when I'm wrong, and I could be, because who know, who the fuck knows? Monkey pox could be a thing, too. Who knows? But <laughs> if, if you're is, partaking yeah. in certain activities, it's, it's not for me. I, there's Has, no way I can get monkey pox. Hashtag, not impossible. Hashtag butt not stuff. Not happening for this guy. <laughs> I don't know what you guys are into, but I'm not doing that. Hashtag not my problem. Yeah, hashtag yeah. hashtag monkeypox. I'm not up to date on monkeypox, but from what Brian's saying, I think I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if you were in, if you rolled in certain circles, you would know about it. You might have. Yeah, it. You I never don't know. think you roll yep. in those specific circles, so I think you're good. I think I'm. I good. don't have the flag out front either. <laughs> Which one? I mean, the There's flag so keeps bad. morphing and evolving too. Oh, it <laughs> certainly does. Which edition do you have? <laughs> See, that's why I don't play those games, man. I'm just like, you know what? You all live your life. I'll be at the mountain. <laughs> like, that's where I'll be. And I think the only people who are really continuing it on are the ones who went hard, doubled down. And again, I'm not going to say I know what happened. I don't. I don't know who was right, who was wrong. I don't know what was real and what isn't. But there's people who are now, they can't take the risk that they were wrong. They're just like, I, I doubled down, so I have to keep her going. I have to get my fourth injection or fifth or whatever we're up to. I don't know. Again, you don't hear the word up here. Like, I don't yeah, see. No, it's like, people have, have like tied it to their identity. Like, they put in their, their profile, like, the number of shots they had, the little inject, like, the little syringe emoji in there. It's like, is this really, is this, like, who are you trying to get, like, social points from or brownie points or credit like I, I don't i don't even get who you're trying to appease anymore is there some sort of some sort of god of viruses you're trying to like make a sacrifice to like i, I oh. just it's people's thinking is just i don't understand it anymore i feel like i'm living I, in an alternate universe <laughs> the the vaccine is a type of virtue signaling now it's it's a version of it hey look at me. I've got 12 absolutely vaccines. correct <laughs> Yeah, it's like, but it, that's like, that's when you look at the history of, of communism in countries, that's pretty much how it starts. It's like, hey, don't go with your family. Don't go with the people who are making sense. Join us. Be one of us. We're the greater good. We're the ones who are going to take you to the promised land, to the next place. This is how it's happened dozens, hundreds of times throughout history. And that's what's kind of freaking me out a little bit. I make uh, two or three trips uh almost every week to dc and this week will be four trips but i'm starting to see are you bringing some of those illegals no <laughs> uh, I'm are you going to texas to, and bringing some up i'm starting to see a resurgence <laughs> here in the last three to four weeks of of the whole mass thing coming back you know they climb in my van and i've had a couple ask me if i would wear a mask and my answer is no and uh you know, it I, you do Will you, you I'll do fellatio me. to completion? What's that? Will you perform fellatio to completion <laughs> first? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just people are just like, like fuck off. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
to completion. Everybody, these like people who are unhealthy and paranoid and psychotic and have mental illness. It's like they want the world to bend to them. It's like, no, just no. And in our society, we've we've been trained to be so nice to people. And that's great. That makes for a wonderful community and environment. But when you start bending to insane people, this this whole movement, the the tolerance thing, it's like there's no end. There's no like, okay, once we get to this point, everything's cool. Because that goalpost keeps shifting and shifting and shifting until you're like, wait a minute. I don't even remember like what normal was. I don't remember what, like I look, you watch movies like 20 years ago. Like I was listening to Joe Rogan. He was talking about, comedy like when's the last good new comedy movie that came out was it like the hangover because you can't even be funny anymore you can't make jokes because everyone's offended and we're gonna like you we're not gonna get sponsorships and we can't we won't make x amount in the theater on opening weekend it's like it destroys culture it destroys like what makes you know comedy comedy what makes america america what makes fun fun everyone's just afraid to be to, to have a good time anymore everyone's just on like pins and needles Ask Dave Chappelle. (laughs) Dude, that's that was again more lunacy. But he came back, and I was glad to see him come back. Uh, I watched that. I watched that comedy routine he did after that, and he stuck it to him. He stuck it to him good. Did you see what just happened to him in Minnesota, though? No. They um he was performing at I think it was first in Maine, which is like one of the the famous clubs in Minneapolis. It's where where Prince. Purple Rain, like that was the club that, you know, Prince, the kid was playing at in that movie. And he was going to do a show there. And a bunch of people protested and were like, he's transphobic. They had to move the location of his performance because of the protesters. Yep. Crazy. This is like last month. Yeah, it wasn't long ago. He still performed, though. He did. He was able to get out. And the thing about him that was just, I thought was amazing about the whole thing is everybody called him transphobic for that one special. I was like, dude, I watched it. If you think that was transphobic, you didn't watch it. Well, and that's the problem, too, is people glob onto a headline. They see the Atlantic or the New York Times post something, and they just take it and run with it. And they don't actually review and look at anything. That, like they don't actually watch it, like you said. I mean, I watched it too. I thought it was hilarious, and it was basically his friend who was trans, a sad story about how they committed suicide. Spoiler. Yeah. Alert. But it was there was nothing phobic about it. No, there really wasn't, and it's becoming a bigger problem. Like I'm all for, you know, not being a douchebag. I try very hard in my life not to be a douchebag these days. I really do, but there's some things. Like, like Brian said, I just don't get it. Um, and, and, and this stuff, to bring it back into the ski industry, we see it. You know, even here in Vermont, I brought up Suicide 6, which this year changed its name to Saskadina 6. I finally remembered what it was. But oh, they finally announced it? What is it? Saskadina? Sask- yeah, it's an Indian word or a Native American oh, word. Boy. Me. Oh, boy. Well, see, that's Abinaki, the thing. Look at you, Squaw Valley. Yeah, and here's the son of a bitch about it. So they changed it. This is why I don't understand it. Where are the lines drawn? And why are we going so hard on this stuff? Because Suicide 6, uh, it's offensive, basically, or upsets people who have attempted or know people who have succeeded in suicide, mental illness. All right, fine. So you use a local native. Did the cause it? Did they go and look at the? I'm going to go on a ski trip this winter. And they looked at the names of all the mountains, and they go, oh, my God, Suicide Six, rope, chair, dead. 
Exactly. Like, did the mountain do it? <laughs> and, uh, but again, and they said, you know, people had spoken about this. And I don't know who and where they would know because I've never heard that. I've never heard that at all. And then, so they pick Millennial. a native name. Millennials. <laughs> Just millennials. But uh, well, so, the, the, pro- the problem is that the generation below mine is where they start getting a damn trophy for everything. And nobody's feelings can get hurt anymore. <clears throat> so everything's offensive. And no shaming. Everyone's special. I'm not special. I've actually, I've actually said it for years. I was like, don't I, – I tell, like, some of my friends' kids who are mostly teenagers now, I tell them, Kid, guys, don't worry about being popular. Don't worry about being special. Don't worry about being anything but you. Like, don't worry about it. Like, you got four or five good friends. That's all you need. Screw <clears throat> the world. Get off TikTok and have a nice life. Well, like, do they listen? Some of them do, yeah. Good. I'm special. <laughs> I'm the world's greatest <laughs> average skier. The world's yeah. greatest average skier. <laughs> He's something, uh, all right. He's the, something. The, the only reason why I got the vaccine is because Vale announced they can't go in the damn lodge if uh, you're not vaccinated. Then it turns out that the first time I show the card, the person looking at it, they don't even know what the hell they're looking at. I could have made up my own and not even had to gotten the damn thing. They started just asking for your name and phone number, didn't they? Oh, they gave me a sticker. And every, did you did you guys get the sticker for your pass? It says vaccinated. You did, all you had to have is that little sticker. I totally regretted it. And then out of the blue, the second week of February. The guy checking your uh, vaccination passport or your sticker disappeared. I, I think they had had enough of it, and they finally announced that COVID. they were... Yeah, <laughs> yeah he, he got got. That's what happened to him. Poor son of a I bitch. got ripped off. I, I, I ordered my uh, vaccine card off of eBay, and it never came. <laughs> Sons of bitches. There was a big business yeah. of bootleg vaccine cards. I'm kind of wishing I'd have gotten into it. I started learning They're a little wicked. bit about that graphic design, man. Well, it's really easy to do. Really easy to do. You don't. All you need is a Dropbox scanning app, and then and uh, and you can make up the damn card right on your phone. I, I've already done it. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll stop talking. <laughs> I think the statute of limitations are over on it. Like I don't even think people care. Yeah, I guess we did bail announce too. I think we we talked about it on the chat that they're they're removing yeah. the requirement for employees, right? Yeah, yes. I think yep. so. Yeah, it's it's done. Like I said, up here it's like it never happened. You all are welcome to come skiing this winter, no questions asked. And well, I, I was in do. the bull wheel a couple weeks ago. I was in the bull wheel and place was packed, people eating dinner, drinking. It was, a, it was a blast up there. I hiked Mount Snow and had a drink and a snack with my buddy. What's it like in Massachusetts, Brian? Well, I'm in the western part of state, so we're much different than the eastern part of state. No. <laughs> However, I'm going to be there in three days. Yeah. Uh, eastern Mass, that, that's, a complete, that's a complete dumpster fire out there. 
Oh, they're going to love me. They're just going to love me. Western Mass in Boston. That's what it is. And with that mention of Boston, it's a good time to call the episode for the week. That's right. The season premiere is a two-parter. The episode is not over, and you have to tune in next week for the debut of part two. The Boston mention here is just a segue into what we start talking about, which is a lot less COVID and a lot more Boston snowbound fest, skiing the later in the year, all kinds of stuff. We talk about all kinds of stuff here on Ski Racks Media, and we will continue to do so next week. Thank you for listening to part one. And now that you have, if you want to listen to the rest right now, I almost said watch the rest. If you want to listen to the rest right now, you can go become a Patreon subscriber. That's right. If you go to patreon.com slash media, you can join any one of the tiers. And there I have the season premiere in almost two hours long in its entirety. So if you're ready to get that right now, go ahead over there and you can listen to the whole thing, including the part you just listened to. And then you can listen to the part you didn't listen to. All is one file. All is one episode episode all in its entirety i'm so excited i can't even speak it go ahead and check that out if you're interested also all episodes though they do come out on wednesday patreon subscribers hear them on the sunday before that's right you get it four days ahead of time or three days ahead of time four days ahead of time whatever it is but thank you for joining here double thank you if you go ahead and join on patreon as a paid subscriber tune in next week for the rest of this episode and then like i said the following week jacob perkins the following week wendy clinch the following week doug fish from the indie pass and then a whole slew of other people thank you again everybody i hope you enjoyed this i hope you enjoyed the rest of episode one next week and i will see you out there later later